Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you today, probably as you're hearing this, from Cocoa Beach, Florida. We're enjoying uh, a little bit more of the warm weather while our former homeland is is still cold. But anyway, I have a, a very interesting show today. If you follow me on Facebook and social media, you might have seen uh, you might have seen me promote a new caricature of me, probably the only caricature with, with my beard, because I've never had a beard since I was 29. But anyway, that came from um, Joshua Kemp. And um, Joshua is a serial entrepreneur and side hustle coach who has made money 22 different ways. So we're going to talk about that. He believes everyone should start a side hustle. Josh currently has five streams of income, including his full-time job. Josh and his wife, Alicia, homeschool their two kids, Ben and Ian, and are currently in the process of adopting a 10-month-old foster daughter. So cool. Um, Joshua, how are you doing today? Hey, Captain Jim, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for reaching out. You know, it's it's interesting that that has happened to me in the past. I'm seven years into my show, and I do a lot of social media video, and I often get people reaching out. Hey, I would love to be on your program, and they just go right into a hardcore pitch, and you know. But you you really first of all you really took a unique approach to to get my attention, and you know, job number one as a marketer is getting somebody's attention, stopping them dead in their tracks from hitting the scan delete button. And um, so my hats off to you. So is that one of your income streams? You're you're uh, you're doing caricatures and, and drawings. So it was at one time when I was, uh, uh, you know, just weren't making as much money. I did. Uh, I did uh, caricatures, just side gigs, and it made pretty good. It made, you know, 125 bucks an hour. Like, it was great. But, but now my wife says I have too many things going on, and I don't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So let me just go. I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit, probably not like my usual interview. But um, so you and your wife live in – did you say Raleigh, North Carolina? That's right. That's right. With and our you two, have two, two kids? Three kids and two goats and a gecko. Wow. So you're in the process of adopting another kid or did that already happen since you and I connected? Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, my wife was adopted. So we always talked about when we were dating, I was 21, she was 17. It was like one day we're going to adopt. One day we're going to do foster care. And our kids were t- nine and seven. They're like, hey, we want another sibling. And it's like, we're not having another one. So so it just, it just worked. And um, unfortunately, with the opioid crisis, there's there's so many kids who need homes. Um, we, oh. we had five kids in four months, and and then this is um this this placement we got at four days old, and uh, she's she's been with us ten months, just over ten months, um, and we are on the path to adoption. It takes a long time, but probably by June to October it should be finalized. So we're super excited. Well, God bless you. That is awesome that you do that. Um, and I just uh, applaud people like you who, who do that. So that's awesome. So when you, so did you go to school after high school, after college, after high school, did you go to college or go get, get a job? What was that early, early Josh years look like? 
Yeah, so I was homeschooled. Uh, you know, my parents were huge into college because um, they didn't have any degrees and they kind of held the, the mindset that a degree was your golden ticket, you know, for opportunity. They actually had me going to yep. clep out. I don't know if you've heard of that term, but you study at home and then you, uh, a college course, and then you go to the college and take the exam and it's much cheaper. Um, and I was taking business law classes at 16. Um, and I just was like, I can't do this. I have no interest in business law. <laughs> so um, I just knew college. You were obviously was, smart, but you didn't have an interest in it, huh? Yeah, it wasn't my passion, you know, like it, yep. it, there's so many good things in the world, but like we're all, if we're going for the wrong one, it's like, there's no energy. There's no, you know, you have to, you have to force yourself to get out of bed. It's just, it's just not the same as, as if you have that passion. So um, yeah. So what turned me to, uh, I actually wrote a book called no degree, no problem. <laughs> I, um, so the person who actually pointed me to not do college. No way. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I actually, what, what put me on the path of a, a kind of a different, uh, all my other siblings, um, I had seven, six other siblings. They all went to college, um, made their moms proud, uh, so, but I, I did not. And, uh, this person I was dating at the time, her, her dad was super wealthy and I came from a, you know, one income family, seven kids. So we obviously, you know, we all had our needs met, but we were not well off by any stretch. So hanging with them and being exposed to someone who was wealthy, it just changed my thinking. Um, whenever they would buy a product at the store, it was never what's the cheapest. It was always what will serve your needs the best. It may be the middle tiered price. It may be the higher. It just made me think that, you know, I want to live my life not constantly worrying about, you know, every penny, uh, you know, when you have seven kids, one income, you, you obviously do. Um, but he, he had told me with his company he owned, I had like 250 employees. I was like, well, I'm going to be basically a failure if I don't go to college. My life's mess, you know, my life's screwed. And he was like, you know, when I hire people, and at the, this was 2006, 2007, 2006. And he told me that when he hires people uh, with no college degree, he goes off their attitude, off their work experience, off um, your personality. And he gave me an example. He would, he would pay them $36,000. Someone came with a degree, they'd start at $42,000. But within six months, that person making 36,000 would get bumped up if they were doing a great job. So his advice was, if you don't know what you want to do, don't rack up a lot of debt, go try some things and get a four year head start on everybody. And that, that, that dating. So you're going to get, but you're going to get bumped up anyway. Yeah. You're going to get bumped up anyway, but you're not going to have all that student loan debt. He, he was basically the first person that kind of instilled in me that college was not every he didn't have a degree and he was president of a company and that's just i was just like that's so rare probably is a fluke you know no one else could do that and he was more like dude it's it's most people don't even use their degrees and it just totally changed my mind to how you know you view college as everything so for me that was great i went out uh wanted to be a caricature artist i went and went to a theme park applied i made it um you know figured out that wow, the theme park keeps 76% of the income. They only give you 24%. That kind of sucks. <laughs> so, but, but I got to do something I really wanted to do. And uh, 
that, that was the turning point for me. That was that conversation. So you said um, you have five streams of income, including a full-time job. What, what is your full-time job? So my full-time job, so initially I started off as a farrier slash blacksmith shoeing horses till I got injured. Um, and then I learned how to code, write software. And I'm still doing that um, in a, as a testing consultant. So I still make, uh, you know, I won't say exact amount, but it's, it's six figures. So like most people would be happy. And most people who know me are like, Oh, you should just stay where you're at. You're doing great. So that's what I do currently. But I, I also make uh, money from a, a water fountain installation business. Um, I, what do you I mean? Make, a, what do you mean? Drinking fountain or like uh, fountains <laughs> in somebody's front yard? Exactly. So like a big, like, like in the friends show when, the, when yep. it comes on. Yeah. So like a big tiered fountain, urn fountains. And, um, you know, last year I grossed 30,000. I netted 22,000 from that business. So as an installer or do you design them? Or? No. So I just, I, all I did was, um, made a, you know, just a website, nothing fancy, a one page freebie from, uh, Google and just a domain name. And then I, I met with, um, a local garden supply company and they had, uh, they sell fountains and their problem was they, people would buy these expensive fountains, but they were, you know, most people who buy a fountain have significant income to spend two to four. They don't want to spend the whole weekend or, or a month putting it together. Yeah. And a lot of times some of these pieces are 400, 500 pounds. Like they're huge. Wow. So, so 56 year old, you know, couple is not really into that, but they were hiring people off Craigslist and they would be, get damaged and it was hurting their sales. Um, so I came in and basically earned their trust slowly showing them how to set up fountains uh, for display. And then the first year I made like four, $4,500 and every year it's just, it's just gone up. So yeah, it's been great. What, so when did you come up with, I don't know if you came up with it or you heard it, I guess Vaynerchuk used it, people like that, but side hustle. When did you adopt that phraseology? So, you know, I just feel like there's so many people who need, I always need extra money. Like uh, my kid has horrendous allergies. My oldest, he has gluten intolerance. He has dairy problems. So I'm spending, you know, dollars $1,700 a month on groceries because I'm getting everything organic. I'm getting everything wow. from Whole Foods. And, you know, party who's frustrated by that. And then party is like, wow, I feel better. I lost weight. And so... But it's always this, like, you know, if you want to take your kids to Disney, it costs money. If every, you know, you, most people don't go, I have so much money. Where should I put it all? <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I think you're not your, your best self when you're just absolutely broke. I certainly have not been. So most people do better when they are having some extra money. And I, it's just so easy nowadays to do. I just encourage people, like if you're struggling, instead of having the mindset, like, like Dave Ramsey, I think talks about something like, instead of cutting back, it's like, instead of using a spoon to pay off debt, get a shovel. Like, yeah. and that's been my approach is like, you can only cut so much and I'm not going to hurt my child with his allergies. I'm not going to make him eat garbage food that's cheaper. You know, I'm going to find ways to make more money. And it's always, it's just been great. Do you, I'm curious if you see yourself as an entrepreneur, are you an employee with a couple entrepreneurial side gigs? Like how do you look at yourself? So, you know, I used to be embarrassed about that and I have a coach um, now, Dan Miller's my coach and I, I had lunch with him and I was like, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed. I've done all these things and yeah, they worked. Most all of them have made money. Um, 
and I stopped for whatever reason. It wasn't because the thing was failing. And he was like, no, 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 don't look at it like that. Look at it as, you know, you have a fountain of ideas. You just have all these things you want to do. There's a lot of people who would like to have your life, like to make as much money as you make. And, and it, it made me feel that, oh, I have something to offer other people. Other people working at, you know, trying to, prov- like most people I help are people that are providing, dads that are providing for their families and are having a hard time on an income, you know, helping them see that you can make additional money and it's not that hard. It doesn't take up all your day. I just do mine on the weekends. It's not a, a big deal. So uh, you have your job, you have the fountains. I think you mentioned coding. Is that still one or not? Yeah. So my full-time job, I write code. Uh, it's just for testing to make sure things work. I work at the North Carolina state, like, uh, you know, it's a legit job. It pays great money. Yeah. I, um, I, I made, um, uh, stock trading. I made 38% on my money last year, like from all of 2019, I increased my income by 38%. Um, so most people would die for that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not some rocket science, you know, it's, things I do are simple things. I, you know, like when I was a blacksmith and had to get out of horseshoeing, shoeing horses is, you know, a great paying job, but it's kind of looked down upon as like you you're scooping, you know, cleaning horses feet. You're, yep. but, but moving to software, kind of this like, Oh, we have espresso drinks all the time. We're this hip, cool tech, you know, a bunch of hipsters and like, I felt very out of place and I kind of wanted to hide the fact what I was doing that I was shoeing horses as I was trying to get kind of try to get my foot in the door in the tech world. And when I finally decided to just be open up front that, yes, I work with horses. This is what I do every day. People embraced how unique and different that was. And that's how it is with right now with side hustles. It's like, what is it that's unique about you? And then trying to make some money with it. Um, you know, for me, I think the average person greatly benefits from doing something they're passionate about versus just something that pays the bills. So do you think a side hustle is most appropriate for someone that does work full time, but they want to do something on the either evenings and weekends to do whatever, you know, pay for the expensive medical bills or, or have a fun fund? Yeah. You know, like when I'm at, you know, work and meetings and you know, I hear so many people say, what am I going to binge watch this weekend? I get, you know, I get it. Like, it's cool to watch TV. I try to watch just one show, like one 30 minute show in the evening. And usually while I'm drawing or doing something else. But to me, like I, I view life as like, I mean, kind of like your sand dial thing. You'll talk about, you, you, I think you have on your boat a sand dial where it's like life is running out. Like it's going to eventually go. It's not a negative. It's kind of like, I need to use this time wisely. For me, it's my kids. Yeah. They are growing so fast and they get taller and taller every day. And I'm like, you know, what am I doing with my time? To me, the average person has a lot of free time. They don't think they do because they're watching TV. And I absolutely recommend, see, when I first started doing side hustles, it was because I had $8 and 25 cents and that was it. And I was like, I would paid off this big debt and I was like, I need to make some more money. So initially it was just to make money and that's fine. But now it's more about, what do I enjoy doing? I have enough money. My bills are paid. I'm not freaking out about making my mortgage or anything like that. What do I really love to do? And now how can I go make money with that? What do you mean by uh, people need a bulletproof why? So, so when I was switching from 
shoeing horses for a living to tech, there was virtually zero skills that translated versus now that I know how to code and read HTML and different things, I could go get a marketing job. I could get all types of tech jobs. But at the time, I felt absolutely trapped. I felt like I was, it was 1906 and I was, you know, or if I was in the gold rush, I was working on horses feet and, but the year was 2012. And I'm like, how do I get out of this now that I'm, I got injured badly. I'm like, how do I get into the modern world with no degree, no skill set really that translates. Um, and what happened was my family, I had two kids, um, one, you know, pretty little, uh, two and four. And I was like, my why was super strong. I have to support them. My wife wants to stay home. We homeschool like, like I was raised homeschooling. And my why was literally bulletproof. I, I'm like, I have to do this. I have got to find a way and I have to make significant money. So I start off making 70,000. I couldn't go make 30K with a family living in Northern Virginia where the cost of living is so high. I had to make significant money. So if you don't have a bulletproof why, you can, it, it will, it's like when you wake up in the morning and your alarm clock goes off. Some people hit snooze all the time. It's that same muscle where you're like, you know what? I need to get up. I need to get this done. And having that bulletproof why is what can propel you because you're going to have things that block you. What's going to push you through it? Exactly. You know, um, in your book, No Degree, No Problem, um, in section two, you have the three easiest and most common ways to get hired. Can you talk about that real briefly? So, so most people, and this is like, I have a, I have a course. Um, I got laid off from my second job and I had no clue how businesses worked in tech. If they don't have contracts, they're just laying people off. So on a Tuesday, 11 of us were told, give us your badge, have a good day. And, you know, I was just mortified about having to tell my wife I got laid off. And um, so what most people do is the same as everyone else. They go online they apply on a bunch of websites and they go, Oh, I just spammed a thousand places. I'm going to get a job and they don't hear anything back. Um, so I was desperate. Most of my success has been when I'm desperate and I have that bulletproof. Why I'm like, right. I need to provide. So I used to be always embarrassed about this, but instead I've always risen to the occasion to say, I need to do something more. So for me, I was like, okay, I can't beat people on my credentials. I can't beat people on degrees or, anything like that. So um, for, for me, it was, if you just go speak in front of a group, uh, like, a, like a public speaking event at a meetup group, they, they're always looking for speakers because no one wants to. So, you know, speaking and putting yourself out there and you just do a simple talk. talk. It's not like a big, uh, you don't have to impress the other engineers. You just have to say, hey, here's what I was trying to learn how to do. Here's what I did and give a presentation. That alone has gotten me two jobs because people realize that, you know, this guy's young or he's not super talented, but he's trying and he had the guts to get up in front of people. So that's the number one way uh, is just giving a talk. Um, uh, I have other ways where it's uh, reaching out to people on LinkedIn recruiters, because now you have someone who's motivated to get a 20% commission if they get you hired. Well, now you have 10 people going out there trying to get you a job versus you out there spamming, uh, you know, the same job source everyone else is doing. Let me ask you one other question. It's from your book, No Degree, No Problem. How to know which language to pick. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so when you do programming, um, I don't know why, but there's, there's, a, 
there's a bajillion different languages and uh, you know, some are difficult, some are harder than others. Some are no longer in demand. In 1990, they were the thing. So as a beginner, if you want to learn how to code, don't, don't hurt yourself. When I was 12, I thought, man, I want to do something with computers. And I heard this guy talking about computers and he said, oh, I learned how to do C++. And I was like, oh, let me look that up. And C++ is not easy to learn. It is hard to read. It's from many, many years ago. So like if I stopped, I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm too stupid for that. So people should start with Ruby. They should start with Python. It's a simple, almost, almost like just reading English. And you're like, wow, I can write this simple code and I can get my computer to do things. It gives you small wins. So you feel like you keep your momentum going. You don't feel like, oh, I can't do this. Right. Has anybody reached out to you about um, teaching them how to have a side hustle or how to, you know, do your friends, anybody to, my gosh, look at all this stuff you do. Does that ever happen? Yeah, I, I've helped, I've helped tons of family and friends. So what's funny about me is I'm very, very driven. Um, and, you know, like if someone's like, hey, let's, let's go watch a movie or hey, let's, uh, let's play some you know, World of Warcraft online for five hours on a Friday. I'm like, no, no. So like in some respects, it's like, dude, you know, you should go just binge watch basically. Yeah. But as soon as somebody I know loses their job, the first thing they do is like, hey, Josh, hey, uh, I'm in a bad spot. I know I should have done all these things, but I didn't. Can you help me? So, you know, I've helped a lot of people switch careers, people that used to be painters, uh, you know, doing something and they wanted to get into the tech field, a uh, police officer, uh, all types of people get in the tech field. Um, now I'm focused more on a side hustle where, because it's so scary for people. Um, you, know, you hear about famous entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and people that are almost like they, they're hard to connect with because they're so successful. And, I think it's so much easier to say, look, don't quit your job. Keep your secure job. Fine. If you, you know, I think security is a kind of a myth, but keep your job that makes you feel more secure and then start something on the side. And you, there's so little risk. You just have to give up your binge watching and you can literally do, you, know, you can do anything. I think there's a, uh... I don't know if that's what Dan's helping you with, but I think there's a market for that. <laughs> that could be uh, uh, income number six and quickly move up to income number two, <laughs> in my opinion. But anyway, that's, that's a topic for another. What's one thing I should have asked you that I didn't? Um, well, I mean, should, should, you, you ask great questions, but I would, <laughs> I would just like to share that. Um, I, I, actually, you have this at the end of your show every time. When I was working with horses and I was feeling my injury, I would think to myself in the car, I'd listen to podcasts, I'd listen to books and I'd have all this information. And then finally one day it hit me uh, listening. I can't remember what I was listening to, but it was like, nothing will change until you take action. And I was like, well, I don't know. Circumstances might change. And to me now I take action. I'm like, uh, if someone's aiming at target practice, like a gun, somebody sits there and aims all day, takes one shot, one shot. I'm like, just, just, I'm just firing, firing, firing. Like, I take action so quickly now because I realize nothing will change in your life if you do not take significant action. And I, I think most people 
have a half written book on their computer somewhere that they'd like to finish, but they're, but they haven't. So take action is so important. As I, I, yeah. My, um, my announcer at the end, which you're about to hear in about one minute, I think says <laughs> uh, now go implement what you learned. Good ideas are nice, but you know, growth only comes from implementing whatever I say there, but um, yeah, that's it. And, and I, I totally believe that. I think there's nothing people always know, oh, I love education learning. Hey, that's fine. But learning without, you know, figuring out why you're doing it is, yeah, I'm not going to say it's a waste of time because that may be what some people want to do. But for entrepreneurs, I'll say, uh, I think going to becoming a seminar junkie, buying tons and tons of products, it's kind of like a crutch, like, okay, I'm not going to pull the trigger. I'm not going to really step out unless I, I need one more thing. I need one more thing. It's like, no, you don't. Get going, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think like uh, I have a, an in-law whose name I won't mention, but <laughs> but it's like, Oh, I need a master's. Then I'm going to be successful. And it's like, dude, you're just procrastinating adulthood. Like you're 28 years old. Like this is it. Like now we got to go do whatever we're going to do. Like he, you know, he just believes that if I get this one more thing, then I'll be ready. It's like, yeah. So, well, Joshua, it's been a real pleasure having you on the program. Thanks for reaching out. I'm glad we connected. Uh, I think your story is going to resonate with, uh, with a lot of my listeners. Cap Jim, thank you so much, man. It's been awesome. Thank you. How, how can people, uh, aside from, I guess, going to Amazon, do you have a, another website you want to send people to if they want to yeah, look so, at your picture or, do, <laughs> or connect with you in some way? Yeah. So, um, so uh, joshkemp.net. And I actually have a free resource for your listeners. If you put joshkemp.net forward slash dream. Um, one thing I'm very good at is pushing and driving toward goals and being focused like a laser. So I have nine simple things you can do to strengthen your willpower and your focus uh, that can be implemented right away. And there's nothing to purchase. It's just a free free resource, joshkemp.net forward slash dream. Appreciate that, Josh. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Josh Kemp, serial entrepreneur and side hustle coach and the artist for the Captain Jim <laughs> <laughs> caricature that you've seen. Uh, my name is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.